Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching, mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning. Welcome to Direct Line. It is Thursday, April 14. We are in the midst of Holy Week. It's Greg and it's Steph. We're in studio today. And Steph, uh, how are you doing so far? It's a big weekend ahead. It's a big weekend ahead. I got my taxes paid because oh, that's wow. tomorrow. Technically, okay. I guess the 18th. But, yeah. Uh, it's are good. you happy or not? <laughs> uh, well, I just remember the verse in the Bible that says... <laughs> Pay your taxes. Or go, what, give Caesar what is Caesar's. Okay. And I tried to do it joyfully, and I was thankful that I had the money to do it. So. I thought you were going to say you remember the verse that says it's more blessed to give than receive. Is that no. probably not what you're thinking no. about? Okay. No. I right. paid what I owed. So. Okay. Well, way, but, be, way be a good citizen. Well, yeah. you don't really have another option, do you? Right. Well, well, yeah, you do. <laughs> not a good option. I guess not. <laughs> There's severe penalties for that option, right. but yeah. But uh, but I'm yeah. excited about Holy Week and Good yeah. Friday and Easter. So I was at church last night, yeah. and you and your team were getting ready for Good Friday service. That, that's correct. But the big thing in our world is Easter at the arena. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, man, I have no idea what to it's expect. It's your first time. I know. I'm I was excited there. for you. I was there on Monday. For an, no, Tuesday for an interview with the commercial news okay. here in town. And they were taking the glass down for the ice rink yep. and uh, just what a massive room it is. Mm-hmm. And just a reminder that if you have nowhere to be this Sunday morning, I think it's the most important day of the year right. to worship. And mm-hmm. you are invited to join us at Easter at the Arena 2022, 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. It's going to be good times. That's but right. we are blessed to have in studio with us one of my dearest friends in this world, Wayne mm-hmm. Kent, the father of Direct Line. The father of Direct <laughs> Line, Yeah, so yes. 2005, is that right? When yeah, Direct Line se- began? 17 years ago. Yeah. yeah so it's been yeah. a long time. Good morning, everybody. But, but you have retired you. the Golden Microphone Indicator. Is the that go- right? The Golden Microphone Indicator called Direct Line Decatur. Uh, we we hung up the skates in January because yes, yes. I'm retiring in June. Yeah. yeah. But it's good to be with you guys today. It's um, I've never been out to the Danville yes, station before, yes. so I feel very welcomed. Well, we are so glad <laughs> to see you, you both. Good to see you. And Wayne, the reason I wanted to have you in studio, uh, again, you know, we were able to talk with you via Zoom two weeks ago, mm-hmm. but y- you've been to Poland and you've been working directly with displaced Ukrainians and uh, I just wanted to take a morning and kind of walk through what is happening, uh, get your perspective. And I think the question that a lot of people are asking in my world is, wh- what do we do with this? Right. I mean, this has been happening since, what, mid to late February, I think, is when the— Yeah, February. Inv- last week of February yeah. is when uh, Russia invaded Ukraine. Right. Obviously, there are issues that go back to 2013, 2014, actually, that where— there's been disputes, there's been a, an ongoing war or skirmishes, but battles, with yeah. real live battles with guns and lives being lost some seven years at this point. Yeah. But it certainly increased dramatically at the end of February when mm-hmm. Russia invaded Ukraine. And they're calling it a military option, a military operation, which is ludicrous when you see what you see on television. Right. Just the sheer number of people being killed and the destruction of property beyond measure, oh, yeah. beyond a measure. Yeah. I saw a report yesterday that Ukraine says when they win the war, they're going to ask for reparations of $1 trillion mm. from wow. Russia. Now, wow. 
you know, that's that may be geopolitical talk. I, I I understand a little bit about the geopolitical situation having worked in, you know, I've been a pastor for 35 years or more in um, with 28 of those being indicator. But prior to being a pastor, I was in a music group. Right. And the focus of our ministry was Eastern Europe. We had the opportunity to go around the world a number of times. And, and this is before tear down that wall. Is that oh, right? Yeah, in the seventies mm-hmm. and eighties. Yeah. Yes. I mean, so I, I just I share that because I wonder how many people are listening mm-hmm. and they don't even remember what the, what would that be the Cold War period? Is that what the end of the Cold it? War? Yeah. yeah. So it was. Yeah. yeah. No, we were what we were doing was we so we were working in Eastern Europe, Poland, Ukraine. This well, the former Soviet Union, which Ukraine. Ukraine was part of it. We used to be called the Ukraine in those yeah. days. We don't any yeah. longer. All the way over to Estonia, which is you know on the Baltic Sea, up against Finland, all the way on the other way, all the way down to Armenia, which actually borders with Iran. Yeah. So I, in those days, had this wonderful moment or moments repeatedly to be in that whole area of the world, mm-hmm. and consequently had many friends. Mm-hmm spread throughout that whole portion of the world, including a lot of friends in Poland particularly. Yeah. Of course, Poland became its own free nation when the wall came down. They joined NATO. Mm-hmm. Ukraine became its own free nation. Right. Did not join NATO. They asked to join NATO more recently. That, according to the Russians, is what caused them to want to, which is just geopolitical right. bunk, to be honest. Right. It seems pretty obvious it's a land grab. You remember that approximately a third of the world's Wheat comes from there, so there's right. a lot of money to be had in Ukraine. Right, and you, if you think about Russian history going back centuries, there is some affinity with Ukraine, though it's unfair, inappropriate, or untrue to say that Ukraine was always part of Russia. It, yeah. That's not the case at all. Okay, so you have this massive moment um, at the end of February where you have literally thousands, hundreds of thousands of troops, Russian troops gather on the border of Ukraine. The U.S. made a very tactical decision that they that the Biden government said, we're going to make it known that we know the troops are there, which was very helpful because that caused the world to pay attention. Right. Apparently, in other circumstances, they wouldn't have let that information out. They would have okay. kept that secret. Hmm. But they told Ukraine, yeah. we see these troops. Obviously, the Ukrainians became aware of it. The Ukrainians have had significant military training from NATO forces in recent years. So they were ready. Okay. They had months to prepare, if you will. And of course, all of us, with our understanding of what the Russian military might be like, expected Ukraine to fall within a few days. And right. Mm-hmm. That they would be literally have tanks rolling across Freedom Square in Kiev. Right. That the president of Ukraine would either be executed right. or deported, whichever right. the case. None of that proved true. Yeah. But in the in the process, as Russia invaded and began shelling city after city, and obviously now we see all these atrocities mm-hmm. that they were they were involved in, people Ukrainians began leaving Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Most of them rushing through Poland. That's the easiest way. The, the major city in the western part of Ukraine is a city called Lviv. And when you watch television and you see reporters reporting from Ukraine, they are invariably in Lviv. Okay. Why not in Kiev? Well, Kiev is much closer to Russia. Okay. And to go to Kiev is probably you're putting more at risk, uh-huh. not just your life, but more so equipment. I shouldn't say more so, but mm-hmm. equipment that's going to be 
it's going to be more difficult to broadcast from Kiev. So they're they're broadcasting Lviv, from Lviv, which is within the hour of the Polish border. Okay. I've been to Lviv many times. I did not go this most recent trip. I did not cross over the border. Could you have? We could have gone across the border, yes. Okay, okay. Uh, but it, frankly, what what's taking place at the border is so chaotic. We made a decision, I say we. I mean, I was with two other, three other guys, and um, maybe we can come back to why I went to Poland. But yeah. they said, do you want to go to the border? I said, no, I'm hearing the stories. We were within 15 miles in a setting where there were refugees within 15 miles of the border. I thought, right. we don't need to add our vehicle mm-hmm. to the yeah. chaos that's mm-hmm. there. And yeah. what are we going to know different than what we're hearing right here from these yeah. people who just arrived an hour mm-hmm. ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. rather than add to the mess, we stayed 15 miles away. And you were there 11 days? Is that right? Yeah, yeah I was there 11 days. What prompted the, the trip was in the church I serve in Decatur, First Christian in Decatur, I said on the, the Sunday, the weekend after the, the um, after the invasion, I said, if you want, we'll, if you'd like us to do something in Ukraine in the days ahead, friends, or for Ukrainian refugees, put some money in, in an envelope and bring it yeah. by the church, whatever. Yeah. And I seriously was thinking, oh, we might get $1,500, $2,500. I mean, we serve a very generous congregation. And, you know, I knew enough people we could send $2,500 if yeah. need be and, and sort of go, okay, yeah. here you go, use what you need. Mm-hmm. But the numbers became significantly mm-hmm. larger than that very yeah. quickly. Isn't that cool? Very cool. Other people mm-hmm. inside the community, friends from around the country, yeah. churches, we belong to a, a fellowship of churches called Disciple Heritage Fellowship. Suddenly we were getting thousands of dollars to the right. point where now mm-hmm. it's like at $120,000. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely I mean, without incredible. really asking for mm-hmm. it, it, right. it came. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think because people want to know, where, how can I help? Yeah. Right. Well, the dollars became so significant, I thought, we just can't give this mm-hmm. money to somebody that we right. don't know how they're going to use mm-hmm. it. So that became the impetus for, a, with a week to go, you know, with a week's notice, yeah. I'm going to go to Poland. Yeah. What do I need to do to get to Poland? The church funded the trip from other resources other, because we wanted to say, anybody gives money, 100% go to the Ukrainian mm-hmm. refugees. Mm-hmm. And off I went to, Uk- off I went to mm-hmm. Poland to see what could I learn? Yeah. Who could I help? I say I. Yeah. What What should I bring back to central Illinois? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would say we can we can make a difference in the lives of people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. off I went. Did you go with the $120,000 in your pocket? No, okay, no. so it's not like you... I, 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 this was more of a fact-seeking... It's a discovery trip, yeah. yeah. Okay. So but I, you did go with some cash. I took $9,000, <laughs> which apparently, in retrospect, from visiting with people after I got home, apparently there was great fear of me going. Mm-hmm. I say fear, concern. Mm-hmm. Wayne, you're going into a war zone. I'm going, this is what they're saying to me after the fact. And how much money did you carry with you? $9,000. they are going, well, you know how dangerous that is? And I go, well, not really. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, and you did that amount because that's the legal amount, right? The legal amount. Right? Well, there there is no legal limit on how much you can take into Poland or how much you okay. can take out of the U.S. If I'd wanted to carry one hundred twenty thousand cash, I could have. Okay, but that probably generates a whole lot more discussion right. yeah. with U.S. authorities right. and Polish authorities. Right. right, as long as it's under ten thousand gotcha. dollars, and that was my idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have to say a word. You don't have to, mm-hmm. declare. Don't have okay. to declare out going mm-hmm. outbound, or you don't have to declare going inbound. Okay. okay. So that was, and plus I thought, I don't, I mean, yeah. you, I was aware every moment. Sure. Yeah. I got $9,000 on yeah. my person. Right. So well, let's do this. Let's take a break. When we come back, I want to know what did you do in those 11 days? And sure. I want to know what did you learn? Yeah, that's right. And uh, 
Again, Wayne Kent from Direct Line Decatur mm-hmm. is with us. It's Greg. It's Steph. It is Monday, Thursday, April 14. We'll be right back after this. You know, it's easy to make promises. The hard thing is keeping them. Sunset promises to carry your load at a most difficult time. To the communities they serve, they promise to be there for your children, your churches, and your organizations. Sunset promises to help our veterans. They will support them with the same level of commitment these veterans had as soldiers defending our freedom. I'm Judy Fraser, and if you're looking for a family that keeps their promises, I would suggest you make just one phone call. Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Direct Line. It's Greg and Steph. It's Thursday, April 14. And in studio with us today from Decatur, First Christian Church Decatur, Direct Line Decatur is Wayne Kent. Wayne just returned from an 11-day trip to Poland where he had the opportunity to bless and minister to Ukrainian refugees. Wayne, what'd you do in your 11 days in Poland? Well, we went from Warsaw, which is in more or less the center of the nation, all the way up to right up towards the Baltic Sea. Gdansk is the main port, city shipbuilding port, okay. uh, city up in the northern end of the country, right up against the Baltic Sea. You can leave from Gdansk and take a ferry to Stockholm or a ferry to Finland, whatever the case. So we went all the way up there, not quite to Gdansk, but to a, a, a refugee center up there. We went down south to where there were some refugee centers there. We went all the way out to the border, within okay. 15 miles of the border, in a, in a little town or a little city called Helm. Okay. C-H-E-L-M is how we would spell it in English, Helm. And good every, accent. That's yeah. good, man. Well, my <laughs> Polish um, is limited, but I can get a little bit there. At least I can fake out I everybody like it, in America, man. right? Like we would say today, Jane Dobre, which means good morning or good day to you. Mm. Um, anyway, so uh, we I met refugees in every center, mm. and I'll tell you the the most one of the most moving moments of my life. Mm. And I've been graced by God to see a lot of things. 
was in, in Warsaw, we went out to this warehouse district where you could think of big Ikea warehouses or showrooms yeah. where you'd have a big tech showroom or a big big tech show, or maybe then they take the tech out and they do furniture. Right. Mm-hmm. And five different warehouses full of cots, 30,000 wow. 30, cots. Mm. And to see the people there who arrive from the border, absolutely, uh, uh, it's overwhelming emotionally yeah. mm-hmm. to see what they, the, the women, because there's very few men, it's against, it was against the law, is against the law for anyone 18, if you're male, mm-hmm. 18 through 60 to leave the country because they want you there to be fighting the army. Mm-hmm. I met a w- young woman, 19 years of age. She's a law student. She and her, her boyfriend are both law students. The university was shuttered. And she got on a train with her mother for 18 hours. They stood in the aisle of a train, and they stood in line at the mm-hmm. Polish border for five hours to get across the border mm-hmm. to get on a bus to get to Warsaw. Her boyfriend also, obviously the school shut, he's immediately put into the, into the Ukrainian army. But to do that, they, you say, well, don't you have to go through boot camp? Boot camp was five hours long. Mm-hmm. Five hours, and mm. then you're on the front line. Mm. I mean, Stephanie, can you imagine your son no, no. being told mm-hmm. you're now in the army? My son, who's going to graduate mm-hmm. from college mm-hmm. in three weeks, mm-hmm. you're now in the yeah, army. Yeah, and, and you, you know what I mean. 19, just, Nineteen years of age yeah. with five hours yeah. training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you know? At, what do you know at that? Wow. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. um, so that warehouse setting, the women come across the border with their kids mm-hmm. or their mothers. So you see grandmas, you see mm-hmm. mom, and you see. Yeah three generations, so maybe groups of five people come across the border. The kids, because they're children, they'll sleep wherever you put them, but the mothers, they've been standing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're sharing seats mm-hmm. up and down. You know, you sit for a while, then I'll stay, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so when they arrived at this center in in Warsaw, guys, I, I um, it, as I said, it's, it's quite emotionally overwhelming for me. Mm-hmm. The women crash. Mm-hmm. They're exhausted, and they'll sleep for two or three days, mm-hmm. and all the kids are running rampant. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. little, they're little kids. Mm-hmm. And right. so uh, a friend of mine, his name is Mario Sand, uh, he was charged, commissioned by the government, build, first of all, find, man these warehouses for 30,000 people a night, mm-hmm. and then figure out how to take care of the kids. Mm-hmm. So they approached IKEA. IKEA said, we'll stop. They, IKEA has a plant, a mm-hmm. factory in Poland, We'll stop making IKEA stuff, and we'll simply make stuff for children. Wow, eight thousand employees. Wow, and so they set up these daycare centers within the within yeah. these warehouses mm-hmm. for children, or nurseries, or, or playgrounds, whatever you want to call it, depending on the age of the kids. And now the government has said we want you to do this, like yeah. more permanent. Yeah, and well, that's what I was going to ask. I mean, are these people basically not going back to Ukraine, or is there hope? Do they have hope that they're going to? Well, it depends. Home? Depends on the setting. Some of the women uh, will say we're going back when the fighting ceases. Uh, there are other women whose husbands or fathers or adult sons. Yeah. Because if you say you're 45 years of age, yeah, your father could be in the army. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your husband will be in the army. Your yeah. adult son could yeah. be in the army. Yeah. For some of the women who mm-hmm. th- those men have all been killed mm-hmm. and their homes are gone, That's they it. don't know that they want to go mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. I was in a camp up in um, in the northern part of the country, up towards Gdansk, where two big buses that were jam packed full of food arrived from Holland, from the Netherlands, and th- they said, "We have space to take eighty of you back to Holland. We'll give you new life." Mm. And no one got on the bus mm. from that camp. You know why? Because. They're moving 12 hours further away right. from their mm-hmm. husbands. They have mm-hmm. the dream of coming home. 
They want to go home. Okay. And and they're plus Polish and Ukrainian are similar in language. Okay. But if you go to Holland, you have to learn Total now instead mm-hmm. of a Slavic language, you have to learn a mm-hmm. a, a Germanic language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But on the other hand, some Finns arrived and said, we've got space for 13, 14 people. We'll put you on a plane. And in that case, two women said, our husbands are dead. We'll go. Mm. Wow. Mm. So um, it's been a couple of days since I talked about all this. Yeah. The, the emotions are really fresh again, and I apologize for that. But yeah. you are seeing humanity mm. both at its worst yeah. and at its best. Side by side. Side by side. Yeah. The Poles yeah. have... Uh, the, the Poles have opened their country, mm. their homes, their yeah. lives with yeah. tremendous mm. generosity. Yeah. So the the UN suggested that 2.4 million Ukrainians would arrive in Poland by the end of July. They hit that mark by the end of March. Wow. wow. And so the UN has re-figured re, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> what's happening, and they're suggesting it'll be 5 million they're they're over two point four million right now, right just now. in Poland. Right. So think of a space mm-hmm. uh, larger than Illinois, um, probably say one and a half times the size of Illinois is Poland, thirty eight million people. Mm-hmm. They have to absorb by July. It would appear five million people. Wow. Now, how many of them will return? Obviously, if the war stopped tomorrow, yeah, a lot would go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for many of them, there's nothing to go home to. So, but you know, I listened yesterday to a, a political, you know, speculation that this may be years, not months. Mm-hmm. They're saying this mm-hmm. may be a years long conflict. It could be, depending on what happens now in Donbass and the oh. Crimea area region. Man, I hope it, not. Yeah, uh, you pray not. If if the Russian military proves to be inept again, yeah. then probably mm-hmm. from the point of view of Ukrainians, I mean, from probably my, I would have to acknowledge from my point of view. That's good news. Having said that, as much as I've said there's good people in Poland and there's wonderful people in Ukraine, we have to, if if I'm a follower of Christ, yeah. I have to find a way in my heart yeah. to say there's got to be good people in, in Russia as well, yeah. Yeah. deceived or duped as they are, right. who they are in, in as much in, in in as much need of care Absolutely. as the other t- the people of the other two nations as well. Yeah. So you have a, this crisis that is engulfing a huge swath of people mm-hmm. and a huge geographical territory. In Poland, their 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 struggle is the Ukrainians showing up. They've got to figure out how to where to put them. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we come back yet to talk about some that same friend of mine, Mario yeah. Sad, what he has responsibility for schooling kids. Yeah. And then you've got the the situation in Ukraine where their lives are obliterated, their homes, their properties are obliterated. Yeah. You worry about the wheat harvest, which may probably won't happen this mm-hmm. summer, mm-hmm. which has a huge impact upon global right. the global economy and people in Africa will starve mm-hmm. with no wheat. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the whole situation in in Russia itself where you've got probably at this point 15,000 uh, soldiers are dead. Yeah. 15,000 Families are impacted by that to start with, yeah. and it's the economy in Russia plus the mi- misinformation that's over there, the re-education of that whole nation that's going to be in front of them mm-hmm. in the days ahead. It is a crisis that we have not lived through. Yeah. Now, in fairness, we have to acknowledge that there are other refugees in other settings around the world Absolutely. that are just as desperate, mm-hmm. and I have this sense of a little bit of guilt, I would say, maybe, or at least I, why have those refugee mm-hmm. crises, mm-hmm. as horrible as they are, 
not impacted me in the same way this one. Probably because they weren't my friends. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I well, my want, guess is you, you know, look at how much time you spent in Eastern Europe. So, yeah. so having said that, though, what we are seeing, I think, in its scale and its it, the impact upon such a large geographical mm-hmm. area and the number of people involved is probably unpre- definitely unprecedented in the 21st century. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, let's do this. Let's mm-hmm. take another break. When we come back, I want to dive into... What did you learn and how's it impact us today? Sure. You know, yeah. where does that uh, unfold with us in our lives today? Greg and Stephanie with our friend Wayne Kent. You're listening to Direct Line. It's Thursday, April 14. We'll be right back after this. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty, LLC. Member SI. Hi, I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's going to be great. Hans Tankwash is proud to support the Women's Care Clinic. Let's hear now from Interim Co-Director Mariah Hansen. Women's Care Clinic in Danville provides the love and support every woman deserves during pregnancy. The best news is all our services are free. Free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds for pregnancy confirmation, and even free consultations with medical professionals. And that's not all. We offer parenting education, mentoring for moms and dads, and help with adoption planning. We also work closely with many community agencies for all the support our families need. More than anything, Women's Care Clinic offers hope, compassion, and care to our clients of every age and background. We'd love to have you join us. To learn more, volunteer, or make a gift, visit danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Changing lives one decision at a time. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. This is Stephanie with Greg and our friend Wayne Kent. Um, and, you know, I, I read your report, Wayne. Mm-hmm. We're talking about um, the immigrants that are, you know, flooding out of Ukraine into Poland. I read your report, and I guess what struck me was just the humanity of it all. That You talked about it earlier, the fact that women are coming and they're just exhausted, so they sleep for two mm-hmm. or three days. That's right. And I found it really interesting, too. You said all of these Polish people are opening, opening up their homes and they have people living with them now, strangers. And I was I was struck by the fact that they're having a difficult time feeding them, that their food choices are so um, different. And and I, it struck me that the one lady, I don't even know her name, but she said the hardest thing is trying to feed them. But but talking about how they, they go in the bedroom, they, they don't even really want to come out. I mean, the fear that they right. must be experiencing, I guess it's it's a, it's an overwhelming humanity to us we look at it well they're on a train and they get to a different country but what happens when they get there and how are they feeling and how are christians reaching out what what have you learned about human nature and what's happening over there 
2.4 million people show up on your doorstep, where are you going to put them? Exactly. So yeah, we talked about this, the refugee center in, in Warsaw that mm-hmm. can manage 30,000 people a night. Right. But that's nowhere near 2.4 million. Right. And so people stay there maybe for one, two, three days. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll go to other maybe Christian camps or frankly, uh, like Boy Scout, Girl Scout mm-hmm. camps mm-hmm. and can be there. But of course, they're not set up for winter housing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you've got to figure out how to manage, how to get those yeah. cabins hot mm-hmm. or heated. Mm-hmm. So the result is that many peop- many families are in Polish homes. Mm-hmm. The Polish people have literally opened their homes. The women are afraid. Uh, I'll be very candid and mm-hmm. be mindful if you have kids listening to mm-hmm. pay attention to this mm-hmm. yeah. so that you're maybe direct their attention elsewhere. Mm-hmm. The rumor, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's true, but the rumor is that each dead Russian soldier has six condoms on his body. Mm-hmm. The New York Times, today's Thursday, on Monday, reported scenes out of Buka where um, in the basement some two dozen Ukrainian women were held, uh, used as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Wow. Nine of them are now pregnant, mm. wow. and the house is littered. This is the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The house is littered with condom wrappers. Mm. Wow. So, so the women have these stories. Now, whether or not they're all, I, obviously, I would expect New York Times to verify their story. Mm-hmm. Right. They arrive shell-shocked, first of all, from the war, and then fearful of being trafficked, fearful of um, what might happen to them. So consequently, in that house you're talking Mm -hmm. about, that's uh, some friends of mine, a man and a woman, married for the last 40 years. Mm -hmm. But the women don't want to come out when he's in the house. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Because they don't... So I have two friends in Helm, two guys take a a fairly decent-sized bus that Mm -hmm. could handle 12 people or so, they go to the border 15 miles away. Two families, women and children, get on the bus, and they can tell the women are a little bit concerned. Sure. <laughs> they go three or four miles. Women say, can we stop and use a restroom in one of the gas stations? And they stop. The whole party gets out, mm-hmm. and they go into the restroom, and they lock the doors. Yeah. They're afraid. Two men in the front, mm-hmm. front seat, yeah. we could be being trafficked. So you yeah. have that unbelievable amount of fear right. that, is again whether I don't want to prescri- I don't want to prescribe that that's happening, or, or I just want to describe right. whether or not what, it is. That's what that's they what fear. That's what they fear. Yeah, right. So you've got that issue. Then you have children that need to go to school. Mm-hmm. So how we are helping specifically is with particularly with the children. I took okay. nine thousand dollars, like that church in Helm. Mm-hmm. They've got two hundred people a night. They arrive with their clo- only their clothes on their backs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they've been in them for five days. They need to wash those clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, Here's a church of 150 people. Here, you can have, cl- here's a yep. new set of clothes while we wash these mm-hmm. ones. So, right. hey, here's some money. Buy another washing machine. Or you, mm-hmm. your, com- your kitchen's not a commercial kitchen yet. You're feeding three meals a day. Right. Go buy a refrigerator. Right. Here's some money. So right. I did things like that. Right. In the long run, our intent, though, is to um, use the majority of the money that we've given for the sake of children. Mm-hmm. The Polish government has asked that all children school age learn Polish by the fall mm-hmm. in order to be so to speak, mainstreamed into mm. into Polish. I mean, schools. can that happen? <laughs> well, there, so we we if we had if we had immigrants when we have immigrants show up here, we teach English as a second language. Yeah. So there is curriculum that teaches Polish as okay. a second language. Okay. So we are we're putting mo- many of our resources towards that. Again, that's run by that young man mm-hmm. uh, Mario Sands. I yeah. say young, but not so. But that's. That's eighty-seven dollars per child per month because you got to pay teachers and you got to pay for food for them and everything. Mm-hmm. Right. You go well. That's only two hundred sixty-one dollars. Yeah, but if you yeah. multiply seven hundred thousand children minimum, maybe a million, you're talking mm-hmm. about a quarter wow. of a billion dollars. Yeah. Wow! Wow! 
So yeah, we we raised one hundred and ten thousand dollars, you know, by the grace and generosity of lots of people across the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's a small dent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's what we can do, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's a it's a place that we can make a difference. Mm-hmm. So I've had a lot of people say, "I want to give. I don't know who to give to. I don't want to give, and fifty cents mm-hmm. of every dollar is going for administrative right. fees." Right. Talk about what you guys are doing. So in that regard, in that regard, we've had again through generosity that I kind of has, have blown me away that all this money has come in, and and even my trip that I took to Poland and was there for eleven days. The church I serve funded that yeah. so that we can say 100% of the money mm-hmm. is going to go feeding the kids, yeah. giving them Polish lessons, buying the refrigerators, buying the washing machines mm-hmm. in these churches because yeah. the government is, doesn't have, beyond that 30, that warehouse, those warehouses for 30,000, yeah. the government does ha- not have any other places where you can put these many people. So yeah. the, re- the refugees are staying in homes, they're staying in churches congregations all across mm-hmm. the country are saying we're suspending everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take out the pews. Talk about a huge pivot. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. Take out the pews and we'll put mattresses on the yeah. floor and um, wow. we're going to have to feed these people, 200 people a night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of them stay for three days. Some stay for three weeks while they're looking for a place to go yeah. beyond that. So that's exactly what we're doing. If you'd like to help out. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. How can people partner with First you can Christian go to the Decatur. First Christian Church Decatur's website, okay? Mm-hmm. The website address is firstdecatur.org, F-I-R-S-T-Decatur.org, yeah. firstdecatur.org. Look on the giving button. The first thing that pops up is, is Ukraine, Yeah, and 100% of those dollars mm-hmm. are going to the Ukrainian refugees for, for yeah. direct face-to-face care mm-hmm. and contact. And I went, among other reasons, to just say, I want to know, where we're going to give the money, mm-hmm. and is the pe- people reputable? We're working through a um, uh, setting over there where they are going to provide receipts and and or um, requisitions before they get money. So we're yeah. putting it in an escrow account once yeah. it gets there, and we'll, I'll go again probably so I was going to ask towards the back? end of the summer okay. to see how we're doing. Mm-hmm. Again, because it's such a big amount of money, I want to yeah. treat it with some respect and care. Yeah. So if you'd like to participate, mm-hmm. firstdecatur.org. Was if it I, hard to travel to Poland? Were there obstacles along the way, or is it just like going anyplace else right now? It's like now? going anyplace like okay. else like right now. Obviously, okay. the biggest issue is you've got to have a COVID test going in. You have right, right. COVID test coming out. Right. Uh, Poland is a Western nation. In the last 30 years, it's gone from sort of second world to first world. Okay. And basically, I've I've given this sense. What I saw there was first world a first world nation taking care of a third world population. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Now the Ukrainians probably don't want to be classed as a third right. world population, but their setting right now is definitely third sure. world. The Poles are worried that the people who've arrived already tend to be from the city centers. Yeah. And they are more educated. They are professional women, so they'll be able to make their way in Poland with professional jobs. Yeah. But if the next way, yeah. if if the war continues, then it starts hitting the rural areas. Yeah then the next wave is probably less resourced mm-hmm. yeah. in terms of just straight up personal funds yeah. and probably less educated. And mm-hmm. so the problems yeah. become even more acute. Final mm-hmm. question. Obviously, you've got a great opportunity for people to partner financially. I still think the greatest thing we can do is pray. Absolutely. Here's my question. What would be some specific prayer points? What should we specifically be praying for in regard to this big Challenge. Well, I think you've got to pray the war would end. Okay. 
that the rush the the blindfold that is on the the population of Russia would be taken off. Okay. Then they would see what really happened because yep. they don't know right, right. now. Mm-hmm. They're the media There's there. A suppression of truth. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So you got to take care of the media, and then practically pray for the people of Ukraine. Yeah. I know lots of people are worried about the president of Ukraine and whether or not he's a, a good guy. I don't know enough about his background. Yeah. All I yeah. know right now, right. he's doing a great job. Right. So right. let's let's live with that for the time being. Yeah. And there's a mess that's going to take years mm-hmm. to recover from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Poland's worried about, you know, inflation has already taken off because right. there are no homes available in the Warsaw area anymore right. because 2.4 million mm-hmm. Ukrainians have looked for homes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So So inflation is on the run big time. And uh, are school, they worried that Russia is going to turn and invade well, them? I'll is make that? a geopolitical statement right now that might not be too popular, but I'll make it anyway. Okay. Yeah, I asked that question repeatedly, mm-hmm. and they said, "Yes, we think we're next." Mm-hmm. And I'd every time I'd say, "But you're a NATO nation," and they'd say, "But we saw what happened in Afghanistan mm-hmm. just a few months ago." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. that may not be fair, but right. again, that's mm-hmm. their perception. Right. 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 So. I don't think that's the case. I do think that the U.S. would st- and NATO nations would step up because for no other reason we've got Lithuania and Estonia right. and Latvia are right there. They are also NATO mm-hmm. nations. Right. We've got Germany yeah. and now Sweden and Finland, if you can think of the right. map. They've mm-hmm. asked to be, they're on the verge of asking to become right. NATO nations. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I think, or unfor- I don't know, Putin has um, stepped into a quagmire that I don't realize. Right. I don't right. think he realized what he was getting mm-hmm. into. Right. Mm-hmm. But for now, my focus, rather than geopolitical issues, is mm-hmm. there are real people there in real need. Mm-hmm. As a follower of Christ, I need to do what Jesus said. Yeah. Care for the least of these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look after those who are sick, hungry, and thirsty, and mm-hmm. naked. Yep. I can do that. Yep. Mm-hmm. I can wow. do that. And we, yep. and, and we can partner with you. Yeah. 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 And we can deal with evangelism and all that sort of stuff as a second. Not mm-hmm. a, That's the f- primary issue. Mm-hmm. But- Right now they're naked. Right, right. now they're hungry. Right. right now they have nowhere to sleep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out that. First. And Matthew twenty five is pretty clear. Pretty clear. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you don't have any choice. You got to yeah. work on this. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, good mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, we're going to take one final break. When we come back, we're kind of going to shift gears. But Wayne, thank you first mm-hmm. of all for driving over today. Mm-hmm. I know you've got a busy day. You got to get back for for meetings in Decatur. But thank you even more for going and mm-hmm. you know putting boots on the ground and seeing mm-hmm. what's happening. And giving people in Danville and really all throughout East Central Illinois, West Central Indiana, mm-hmm. an opportunity to partner in a meaningful way. Thank yeah, you. I appreciate it. And if you again, I'll make the plea. If you yep. want to help out, yep. check out First Christian Decatur's website, mm-hmm. and 100, percent we're going to get there. That'd be great. Okay, you're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SI. PC. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? 
This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Greg, it's Stephanie uh, with our friend Wayne Kent. It's Thursday, April 14. And in just a minute, Stephanie's going to read the name of all of the sponsors that have just faithfully for over two years made it possible for us to bring you direct line each you Thursday guys been, morning. You've been on the air two years now? Over two years, buddy. Well, congratulations, yeah, yeah. but you got to go away to catch up. I know. we got a long way to go. I, I don't think I will make the Wayne Kent 17-year mark. But before we go any further, I did, did want to offer condolences to the family of Linda Bolton. You know, Linda was a part of Newhoff family and, you know, faithfully Monday through Friday. I mean, Steph, there's times right. this might seem overwhelming for us. It's once, once a, week. a week. She was Monday through Friday, you know, year after year. And she passed away a couple of weeks ago. Her funeral was last week and uh, had the opportunity to spend some time with Linda, was a guest on her show a couple of times, and she will certainly be missed. That's right. Hey, who are we saying thank you to? Yeah, we're thankful to Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's, Chris and Daisha Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic, Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance, the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home, the team at Hans Tank Wash, and Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley. Okay, so it is Holy Week. Mm -hmm. Wayne, when you think Holy Week... As a pastor, you've been doing this a long, long time. I think exhaustion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's, yes. a, here's what I don't think non-pastors understand. that When, okay. when you have the Christmas season, people yeah. equate you know Christmas and Easter like yeah. in terms of the amount of intensity. Christmas, though, is about a five-week run-up. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Holy Week takes place in about four days. Right. It's really starting today, Monday, right. Thursday, or right. sometimes Wednesday night. And then... It's it, so it's all jam packed. Having said that, it's a wonderful season, yeah. but we always take Monday off in yeah. the church I yeah. serve I uh, after Easter. Too. Is that right? Yeah, we do. Yeah, because it is. Um, yeah, we've got ten services yeah. this weekend. Yeah, wow, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Wow. crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Now we have one service. One service. I, I want to work for you five every week. But <laughs> well, but here's what I'm going to tell you. I think much more time and effort goes into Easter at the arena. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Friday and Saturday mm-hmm. are, how would you describe them? Crazy busy days? They're they're crazy busy, but they're, I mean, they're very well organized. Sure, Everybody sure. knows what they're doing, but it's just, it's just a big job to take everything off site and, you know, mm-hmm. set up somewhere else that you only go to once a year. So yeah. there's just that logistic part of it that is more difficult, but... I said earlier that Easter, I think, is the biggest day of the year Mm -hmm. for followers of Mm -hmm. Jesus, and especially people that are in ministry. I think um, maybe the most important day of the year is Good Friday. Mm -hmm. And I I think Protestants, Mm -hmm. a lot of times, we want to skip Thursday. We want to skip Friday. Mm -hmm. We just want to get to the good news Mm -hmm. of Easter Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a mistake. Mm -hmm. And 
I'm struggling with the flow of tomorrow, Stephanie. And here, here's here's my struggle mm-hmm. is I think Good Friday should be a day of somber remembrance. It mm-hmm. should be a day where there is time spent reading the the, the narratives, you know, the gospels mm-hmm. that tell mm-hmm. of the events of the crucifixion. Pay attention um, to how much time do the gospel writers, the, the gospels being the biographies right. of Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, they spend more time, if I think about it, talking about what led up to the crucifixion right. than they do talking about the resurrection. Right, mm. right. Isn't that interesting? It and yet is. the resurrection changed their lives, Yep. but it wouldn't have occurred if it hadn't been for the most dramatic thing for them, it would appear right. from the number of words, Right. is is the trial mm-hmm. and, and execution of Jesus. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. I don't think I've ever thought of it like yeah. that before. So, Steph, I'm struggling, i got to be honest with you, because, um, you know, it's going to be a really busy day mm-hmm. tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I'm not upset about it, right. but... Um, we've got to put on our Good Friday hats, you mm-hmm. know? So I grew up in church, and I never went to an Ash Wednesday service or yeah. a Monday Thursday yeah. service. I still haven't, even yeah. as an adult. Does yeah. your church do those? We way? will do, every year we do something different. So, okay. Or I say every year. We, we try a variety of different uh-huh. things. This year, we are having a walkthrough experience. Okay. It yeah. starts tonight at 4 o'clock for three hours, and then tomorrow night afternoon at 4 to mm-hmm. 7 and it's every 10 minutes, a group of a dozen to 20 people mm-hmm. can walk, start a guided experience through mm-hmm. six different rooms. Mm-hmm. Stations. Yeah. Kind of, so stations, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so um, I don't know how many people will come through, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, so it's a, so every 10 minutes, mm-hmm. a new group starts and then yeah. they move from one room to the next. Right. Yeah. Uh, I went through it as a practice run. The staff did it yesterday and very, very moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then other years we'll have a, a yeah. Monday, Thursday mm-hmm. service or yeah. Monday, Thursday, mm-hmm. really. Um, so we'll try a variety of different mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Our church comes from a very liturgical background, okay. so we can probably step into that uh, perhaps a little more easily. Uh, maybe that's not fair, though. Yeah. We you do know. not come from a liturgical background, right, right. but I do think I've been a part of a couple Monday, Thursday services, mm-hmm. and it's very meaningful. Mm-hmm. Very, It's kind of a reenactment of mm-hmm. the events that happened on right. Thursday. That's mm-hmm. where the Lord's Supper mm-hmm. is instituted. Mm-hmm. That's where in John's Gospel, I think it's John 13, Jesus washes right. the disciples' mm-hmm. feet. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, we don't have place probably for one more thing, Stephanie, right. Right. but I do think it'd be really meaningful. But mm-hmm. I am excited about Friday night. 6 Me too. Talk a little bit about our Good Friday service. Oh, it's fairly short, maybe 45 minutes, <laughs> some reflective music, um, you know, some videos that help you really get into that sort of somber mode. I mean, we'll do communion d- a little bit differently than we normally do. Um, it's just, a, I think it's just a time for people to set aside on this weekend to really consider yeah. the horrific events you yeah. know that Jesus yeah. went through for us so yeah. it's just a time to reflect is what i think you know i don't usually get the opportunity to speak at good friday service at second mm-hmm. church because yeah. it's been reserved for our man jake weiss <laughs> right. but he's a new father that's right and so uh, right. i am speaking mm-hmm. and i'm looking forward to it yeah. and, uh i'm going to re- reflect quickly mm-hmm. on the seven different statements mm-hmm. or questions that mm-hmm. jesus stated or mm-hmm. asked on the cross mm-hmm. you know the the four mm-hmm. gospels the four mm-hmm. biographies give us seven distinct statements right. and um you know some are just full of compassion mm-hmm. you know woman here is your son mm-hmm. here is your mother mm-hmm. some of them are heartwarming father forgive them they don't know what they do mm-hmm. some are just agonizing mm-hmm. you know my god my god mm-hmm. why have you forsaken mm-hmm. me so, so we invite people if they want yeah. to come and, and join us at six o'clock friday on um, friday evening yeah absolutely yeah, at the church now, Sunday's a huge day, mm-hmm. Easter at the arena, mm-hmm. 10 a.m., mm-hmm. uh, a lot of work 
has gone into it. Give us just a quick 30-second, what's <laughs> happening Sunday morning, Stephanie? Well, it's a, it's 90 minutes full of um, upbeat, you know, worship music. We're going to worship Jesus. Um, it's our entire church family gets to come together. It's yeah. the one time of the year we get to do that, so we'll right. all be together. One room. Um, we will experience baptisms. Yeah. Um, what a special day to if you wanted to be baptized. Yeah. Um, We'll get to hear from Kylie Garrison yeah. from Next Gen, as well as you from the main auditorium. So it's just a good time for us to be together. Yeah. And I would throw this out. If you are not a part of a church, mm-hmm. or maybe you've been disconnected for a church, right. you are welcome to join Absolutely. us at Easter at the arena. But I want to say this. There's a lot of great churches. In Absolutely. You know, Chris Lawler at Catlin, uh, Miles Clark at Crossroads, Dave Anderson at First mm-hmm. Naz, Ryan Harris at the Assembly of God. I could go on and right. on and right. on. Right. 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 Go to church That's this right. Sunday. That's just right. a huge opportunity. Wayne, um, 10 services, huh? Well, like you, we have two auditoriums. Yeah. So we're yeah. running two auditoriums, but it's five services. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So Saturday night and Sunday. You want to get a nap in before? <laughs> well, you know, here's something fascinating. Yeah. This will be the first time since 1983 yeah. that I'm not preaching Easter. Wow. Huh. Because yeah. I'm stepping away, That's right. and so this Easter, there the congregation will be hearing from the new lead pastor, Mr. Brian Talty. He'll yeah. do a great job. He will. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, we do a history segment each week. I'm just going to share one thing. In 1742, Handel's Messiah premieres in Dublin. How would you describe? I Messiah? thought it was a Christmas thing. Well, here's the thing. That's what <laughs> most people think, but it was written for the season of Lent. Okay. Yeah, Isaiah 53 was the yeah. basis of it. Yeah. And what the isn't the, the that amazing? The deal was it was it was it was like a big oratorio, but yeah. it was in English. Yeah, that yeah, was a big shift. Yeah, but he hmm. wrote it what in twenty four days, composed yeah. it in twenty four wow. days, something along yeah. those Genius. lines. Genius! It really but locked incredible. himself in a room and off right. he went. Right. Wow. Yep. Absolutely incredible. Well, hey, Wayne, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. Appreciate you making the mm-hmm. trip over, Stephanie. Thank you for another week of direct line. Hey, for the good news segment, there's really only one thing that is appropriate. <laughs> that's right, and that's Jesus. You know, that's mm-hmm. the reason um, we do what we do. Mm-hmm. It's the reason churches like First Christian Church of Decatur and Second Church of Christ and so many other churches mm-hmm. exist. And I think more than any other time during the year, it's an opportunity for us to pause mm-hmm. and reflect mm-hmm. and slow down mm-hmm. and worship mm-hmm. the King of Kings right. and the Lord of Lords. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds like preaching, but I think that's okay <laughs> on the okay. Thursday <laughs> of Holy Week. That's and great. so I would encourage you, uh, get, get to church, mm-hmm. get to Good Friday mm-hmm. service, get mm-hmm. to Easter Sunday service, and we're just thankful for the difference that Jesus makes. So on behalf of Wayne Kent and my friend Stephanie Spangler, this is Greg Taylor saying so long. We'll see you next week.